0: Alright everybody, welcome to our latest edition of the Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the site, we really appreciate it. We'd also like to thank our sponsors this year in Monster Energy, Fox Racing, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbis, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki and even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without, without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we'll get cracking, and we have an interview with a very special guest this week. Our mean is Everyone knows him well from the MXGP paddock. A really famous, awesome, sick rider to watch. We'd like to welcome him, and thanks for taking the time, mate.
1: Yeah, sure. Hello, hello. Nice to nice for uh, to get invitation to to make little chat. It's been a while since I I had something connected much to professional sites and everything
0: so nice for inv- invitation no mate it's a pleasure to have you on and um obviously just to start it off we'd um just like to ask you how the preseason has been going for you and how you're feeling with the new team and the body and everything and obviously it's pretty exciting you announced the plans with the millionaire racing team to do mxgp and the some rounds of mxgp and the italian championship so how's it all been going for you mate to be honest uh I will be open here because,
1: uh, yeah, so basically I, last year I already started a little bit uh, kind of trainer life a bit also. I've been always riding, but uh, also training. And uh, this year I decided to jump on a gas gas as a privateer. I didn't had any plans to really race many GPs, just maybe one, two GPs. Nothing was really planned too, too strong. To take it to professional or something so i was in spain training other guys and then uh, riding myself also just to to grow my base just to be to to have a touch on the bike so and then basically just just a couple weeks ago the the team texted me and in the beginning i was like nah, I'm, I'm not really ready or anything you know and uh, it's not like uh, I was preparing for it you know I was thinking yeah I still have a couple months and I take it easy I just ride ride slowly get into it but then then they were so motivated to that I come to write for them and everything so then I said I gotta give a try you know like uh, I I feel like uh, I want to for sure I feel motivated so I said okay uh, let's do it you know because they were so flexible with my uh, what what i needed and everything they were very keen on that so then i said okay i just uh, i just gonna try and and do it uh, professionally so so basically i still rode one week in spain and then uh, i flew straight away here to to italy to to do tests to do uh, final final talks about uh, all the deal and everything and everything went so clear and here i am again uh basically racing gps and everything i mean my condition and everything is uh not there for sure because uh, i wasn't expecting to to race uh, riola but i mean we we gotta build it from there but I, I feel like i don't i don't have a pressure from the team or anything so i feel like this should make really quite easy for me because i also struggle quite a lot with my head when there is i feel like there is a bit of pressure or something but uh here at the moment i'm really happy and uh yeah let's see uh, no stress i go there i i don't get disappointed if the race doesn't go like i want to
0: yeah it's pretty cool but it's really good to see you back again for another year obviously you, you deserve a lot of credit for coming back obviously and getting back to racing after all you've been through with with the recovering and having to learn a lot of things again, with the balance and the coordination and things. So you must be pretty proud of yourself, obviously, and and it shows how mentally strong you are to get back to doing what you love again after well, almost three years or two and a half years. So pretty inspirational effort, mate. So and the attitudes definitely must have motivated a lot of people around you and to deal with and the setbacks and the adversity you've dealt with. So you must be pretty proud of yourself to just to get back to where you are today. Or do you sort of haven't really looked back too much you're just looking forward i mean i mean for sure like uh,
1: i i have proved already to all worlds that after big injury i could come what after like half year racing still gps i proved that there's nothing more i have to prove you know i've been in really bad situation i uh, almost survived let's be honest like that you know there there was a big risk so, to be honest, I don't need to prove anything, but just for myself, I want to do it, you know. I want to I wanna see how far I can go with it, you know, like how far I can still get back to it. It's not like I'm old, you know, I'm only 25 years old. So, in life, everything is in front of me, but let, let's see how far I can go after a bad injury like that, you know. So, I mean, I have a lot of respect from other people and uh and this is very nice i really appreciate the people who understand how actually difficult it is because in the past years i struggle a lot with my mood like not to say like depression but mood can be really bad and even more is affecting me when uh, let's say i wake up and i see uh, outside is raining it kills me you know like i struggle so bad of course if it's sunny then straight away my mood is completely different and I feel really motivated. But it can be difficult at this, but I have to learn to deal with it and I have to find the the ways What is the best for me?
0: And you found things like obviously going back to motocross and and family and and you've got a little dog too. I know all this sort of stuff helps you really to to be happier and get through the days at the moment. Yeah,
1: for sure. Like. I haven't been in Lithuania at home for already like two and a half months and uh, for sure in the past years I have built a little family. I have uh, my uh, my girlfriend, fiance, let's say like this, but uh, also I had after injury, I got the one dog, then uh, uh, last year just before a new year, we got the second dog. So I have a little small team, you know, which supports me, a little family and uh and uh, this really makes me strong in the head because they're supporting me so much. And uh, this is this is really nice. This is something what uh, I also need because I'm quite a close person, you know. So sometimes it can be very hard for me to deal myself all the problems.
0: Yeah, it's definitely that support network is definitely, definitely important, mate. And you've, you've obviously... Come, come across a formula that works for you and it's great and, you know, my wife and I have a little dog too and they're yeah, the best things in the world, mate, so good on you with yeah. that one and just, just to get back to the racing, how, how have you actually found the Gas Gas? Have you really been enjoying it, found the adaptation process quite smooth? Uh, so, yeah, basically Gas Gas bike is still
1: uh, the same model for this year is the same model uh, as it was in the past years and uh, when I rode for factory Husqvarna, so it, it's it's kind of similar really similar bike so it's something i know and uh and it's it's i like it you know like i've been struggling a bit with this uh, suspension setting up but uh, and i was also coming here i was like ah, it will not be easy you know to set it up because i was struggling before but i got a really good uh, suspension guy which which uh, managed to to make everything possible what I wanted you know like uh, we did one like complete day of testing and we managed to find something I like I went also the other day to other track I managed to set it up by quite quickly good also so let's see how how it goes further if I like it but overall the bike and the chassis is something I know and is something I like so basically I love the bike let's say, Austrian bike. Uh, that's what uh, I really love. And I know because I have been on it for quite a while. So I really like it.
0: Oh, it's good to hear, mate. It looks it looks like I see some of the Instagram um, clips and, and stuff like that. You look like you're still ripping, mate. So it's, it's, uh, it looks like you're having a lot of fun, and that's the main thing, to be enjoying it. And obviously, you've got a lot of experience because even though you're only 25, you've raced for many years at a high level. So... And, and a lot of teams too. So I wanted to also ask you about that, obviously the 2020 year before the incident, like things were going incredibly for you too, mate. Like obviously I, that Moto win in Latvia was just incredible and you were getting pole positions and just up there with the heavy hitters all the time and all the hard work was really paying off and you and the team and Antti and I remember he was saying you were combining like the raw speed, consistency, fitness, everything was just going so awesome. So just... Wanted to get how how was a feeling for all you back for you back then. Sort of everything was just heading in a really nice direction, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean it was uh basically one of the best seasons of my life and it was something uh something very special. It took a while to get there. It took a while, but uh I'm really I have massive respect to Auntie and Tommy. They have been really good package and all my mechanics and everything what was there. It was a really nice package and uh, it was uh, working really well. We worked really hard to to reach it because as a as a tall rider, it's also my physical has to be quite uh, quite strong because let's say so when I stand up and I sit, I have to travel so much more. So that costs so much more physical. So it it needed some work on 2019 I was good but I was not good enough but 20 we managed to really put it together that, that puzzle and be be there so it was a really year to to remember you know I was really fast that's that's for sure but uh, there is uh, good days and there is bad days you know there there came the bad days where everything ended quite quick so that's that's the thing, that's what I say, like, I want to see how far I can go. I would like to to catch that speed, you know, even like you say, like now you can see some nice things on the bikes. There are some people always like texting me, oh, you look, you're starting to look like uh, moving on the bike like you used to. So that's my goal, you know, start start feeling on the bike like I used to, because this after injury, this couple of years, I struggled to feel... Um, with a nice movement on the bike, you know, to have that natural movement what I had on a Husky. So, this I was really missing. But seems like this year I slowly start to get into it. You know, my movement is starting to get there. I'm starting to get more sharp and natural movement, which I was kind of not having last year. And in after injury when I was a Husky, I was not really having that. It was so not natural riding, somehow. It just didn't felt felt like it, but now I'm slowly starting getting into it.
0: Yeah, it looks you're really like I really personally really enjoy watching you on the bike and when you're at your at your peak, like you're just flowing so nicely and on the hard pack and the sand, which obviously you're exceptional at. So that's obviously the aim to get back to that level because it was blisteringly fast, mate. It was and, and fun to watch. And do you find there's what like what are you obviously you said it's a challenge physically with with being a taller rider, but what are some of the benefits you find also from being a a taller rider? I think for me as as a tall rider,
1: big bumps is something what I feel strong on it. You know, like I feel like I can hit them faster because with my big body, I'm not afraid that the bike gets kicked high in the back, you know, because I can just go so much further in the back with my body. So it feels like I have the strong, strong uh, position there. So this makes me somehow feel stronger at those places, you know, where is some bigger bumps. Of course, like on the turns, I feel like I am just a taller rider. So when I lean a bit too much, bike straight away leans too much so easily, you know, Where a smaller guy. If he leans a little bit, it's not a problem. But for me, I go straight away already off balance. So I need to be really calculated with my movement. I cannot go too much because if I go too much I oversteer I make a mistake I lose seconds you know so this this is a bit give and take you know so so when people asking me yeah is being tall is better or
0: smaller small being small is better there's
1: give and take you know 50 yeah. 50
0: yeah, and it's also like sometimes with the with the movements and especially you being so good in the sand I was wanted to sort of get your insight into how you became such a good sand rider obviously lived in Europe for many years but was there anything as a child or just just growing up where you live was particularly lent itself to those tracks or just training or hard work and just or just a combination of everything
1: I think uh, I I became really good at sand because since I think like uh, 15 16 years old I started living in Belgium and i was riding lomo almost day and night you know because we had uh, we don't we didn't had much money and in lomo you can buy a year ticket so you basically pay whatever 180 euro or something and uh, you ride as much as you want you know so when we didn't have much money where we go we go to lomo it doesn't cost much we used to live like whatever 5 minutes 10 minutes you know and i used to hit the track and i think those years built me up quite well for a sand, you know, I, I learned it. I rode on bad conditions, on good conditions everywhere. And this gave me, I think a lot, it gave me a lot. Uh, and that's where it came that I was quite fast on a, on a sand, but I struggled also quite bad on a hard pack because I was most of the time riding just sand tracks. But then when I came to factory Suzuki, uh, that's when we a little bit, balanced everything you know we we started riding also more pack tracks and this this is where I learned also pack skills so I think those years gave me gave me a lot of learning and that's where my raw speed came.
0: Yeah it's pretty interesting so by the by the end of it obviously by the time you went to Husqvarna you were a pretty complete package and what what sort of the tracks would you say were your favorite um in the on the circuit which you'll be heading back to some of them maybe this year but obviously Lommel and and Kegums are up there but did you have any particular other favorites whether sand or hard pack or whatever
1: I would say Riola would be also one of the favorites but the problem is it's it's coming too quick you know it's a couple of weeks and and I'm not ready you know for sure I'm not ready but I will give my best and let's see how it goes but uh, otherwise Arnhem is also another soundtrack. It's quite special, special track, but it's also really nice track. And uh, for sure, that's the thing. Like I will not go to Kegums. It's it's quite my home GP, but the team is not going there. And I already have so much races because I have to do GP and I have to do Italian Championship, and then I also have deal that I go racing Lithuanian Championship. So in the end, it comes quite a lot of races. So Let's see how it goes with kegums everything, but at the
0: moment it's not like I'm racing kegums. Yeah, okay. Do you actually have a set number of MXGP rounds you'll be doing? Like, uh, or are you just uh, gonna... it's uh, we have a plan to do seven GPS. Oh, that's good. It'll be good. Uh, good to throw it's... you in the mix, mate.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. That that will be that will be fun. I'm I'm also excited to see how uh, how it will build it up everything because also. Now I'm, I will be quite a lot of time based in, in Italy and here are some really nice tracks. Of course, we're a bit kind of, it's hard to find, find really like sand tracks. There is a couple more sandy tracks, but I would like to have something rough, you know, like like when I saw today a video from uh, from a race in Lyrop, that's the sand yeah. I would like to now ride to a little bit get my my condition and everything up, but here in Italy is a bit... Hard to find those difficult, really rough tracks.
0: Yeah, and do you, have you sort of put any specific aims or goals in place for this year? Like you want to top top three in the Italian Championship, every round win the Italian Championship, and just and just sort of see how you go with MXGP because I know everyone will be happy to see you back there for sure, mate. Yeah, I mean, I haven't set
1: any goals. I I want to try to go without goals, you know, and go really without any any push from myself i want to see how this goes because every year i make goals and i see that i'm failing and then i get frustrated i get stressed out and then it goes everything wrong let's go without any expectation if i do well then maybe i start setting some goals but at the moment no goals first i need to get back to better condition and to to speed and everything so Let's go without any goals at the moment, for sure. Lithuanian championship, I want to win, but uh, but the
0: rest, uh, I go without any goals. Oh, it's a good approach to have, mate, because you don't want to. Yeah, you don't need to put unnecessary pressure on yourself at this stage. And with obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the MXGP and qualifying points. Those races are now, you know, ten points to win them. And that, what, what's your take on that? Because obviously, speaking to a lot of guys there. The, the risks obviously elevated, doing essentially 60 motos a year or for points. And then and then some guys, a lot of the MX2 guys I've been noticing when I speak to them, they're kind of a bit more in for the for the two-day format. Obviously, the one day a lot of the MXGP guys like your Hurlings and those guys like that, but the, the MX2 guys like that extra track time. So what's what's your sort of opinion on it? I'm actually surprised that MX2 guys like to have more time on the track
1: because they are basically younger so they like to just hit it faster yeah. and yeah. which makes gp guys like to settle in a little bit but yeah it's it's really interesting thing i'm i'm wondering how everything gonna go it's really interesting but when i think myself you know today i was just uh, running and uh, listening to to some music and i always like Run and and I like to listen some music which motivates me and I just kind of dream it, you know. And then I I thought like, okay, qualification race if it's a sandy track, it's uh, it's not so long moto, and you can get some good points there, you know. Yeah. If you if you if you do, you can add up to to yourself quite a good points, you know. So it's quite interesting. I'm wondering how it's gonna look in the end of the season because it it's gonna mix up everything so much because. In the weekend, there will be three important models, you know. You cannot uh, just just mess it up your uh, qualifying race. You better uh, don't go for a complete win, but try to be at least in top five to get some at least some points.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think um, we had Lorenzo Rester on a podcast and I think he said he worked out the points if they'd done it last year and Iago would have actually won MX2. I think he found out, like, Geiser would have obviously won MXGP, but yeah, the... It's like obviously it's a hypothetical, but it's interesting for sure. it throw in a few things into the yes. mix, yeah. But the, the thing is, like, of course, it's interesting
1: to count the previous years, but now all riders they will settle themselves co- completely different because they will know that this is important. Qualifying race is also very important, which before was like it's not really bad, okay. I will mess it up, mess it up, you know, I will start from bad place but it's not like you really destroy everything you know you don't throw your weekend away but which now it will be risky you know to win overall of the weekend it will count on it you know like already Saturday will be a big this dis- decision maker you know so so it's it's very special it's interesting to see like it's hard to even for me imagine this but very interesting
0: yeah and obviously you probably have- followed the racing pretty closely in recent years. And do you have sort of um, any tip, any preview predictions or something for the MXGP and MX2? Because you probably trained with a fair few of these guys and seen them seen them riding. Are you someone like Asua or Renault are going to be pretty awesome in MXGP while Hurlings gets up to speed? Um, what are your sort of thoughts on it? Should be a good year. Yes, for sure. Like uh, Yamaha group,
1: they're strong. For sure. Like also, I hear the new bike is really good, really good. So I think, I think Yamaha riders will be strong. That's for sure. Jeffrey, for sure, he will be strong. He's always strong, you know. Uh, okay, the preseason race, he's he's not like in Halfstone. I was following. It's he was not really really there, you know. But I know when GP comes he will make it work normally he always makes it work so i don't think this is going to be any uh, another year maybe the first gps he will take more easy just to get into it but otherwise i think uh, he will be as strong as everybody and i don't know it's it's very hard like okay tim is out but otherwise there is uh there is really Really, many riders which which can be there. It's really hard to even even see who's really gonna go for it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so hard because you've obviously got like those three Yamaha Yamaha guys, and then you've got um, Prado and Guadagnini and Evans and Fevre and Jonas, who you obviously know very well, and Bogers, and yes. even like you start to stack them up, and it's um, the top ten starts to look quite quite difficult to get into, and that's with Watson Lapino it's yeah it's even even yeah yeah
1: even the previous years it was something to get in the top 10 it's a good result when you're in top 10 already this year it's even coming more and uh of course there's so so many riders and the level is is growing you know every year it feels like the the level is just growing so it's gonna be really stacked Uh, it's really interesting to see argentina how how there goes but I'm sure Argentina will not be something which you will see like, ah, this will be so strong. Everybody, I think, takes still quite calm at the beginning because the season is long. The first race doesn't make any decision, you know? Everybody is just settling in, checking how their bikes are, you know? Like, it's not like they go and go for a complete win. So that's for sure not like that.
0: Yeah, and even obviously we are just been even mentioned like ferrato and brent van donick like they're going to be very good as well this year and it's um yeah like jeffrey said with after he spoke to our guys at, at hawkston yeah he said there's with especially with guys around you can see it's you know there's definitely no need to be pushing the limit from the start because it's yeah essentially almost 60 races and and that kind of thing but i was going to say i, was, I thought of a question with you with the, with the mx2 age rule obviously they want to make to make that MXGP class like the absolute pinnacle. That's why we're all these riders, it's just so good. There's so many elite guys in it as probably partially a consequence of the age rule. Are you a fan of it or are you against it? Or I suppose even in your position, you could have, if you're in America per se, you could have just slotted back onto a 250. Probably not really what you would want to do with your size, but it sort of throws up a few different questions. And obviously in America, you got, you know, Christian Craig and the Martin guys. Obviously, Craig's on a 450, but the Martins is a long time in the 250, so it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a it's a balance. It would be good to get your opinion on it.
1: Yeah, like I'm, to be honest, on this, I'm quite neutral because I was made for 450. You know, yeah. I was riding 450 already since I was like 14, 15. I was already training with 450. So some guys, 250 is the bike to go. You know, like you mentioned, Martin he's he's two fifty guy, you know he loves it i'm I'm very neutral on on this situation because for somebody, it works two fifty and for somebody four fifty, so I would say it's it's fifty fifty you know yeah. like it depends it's it's I don't have too much opinion on this this situation. Yeah.
0: It's a good situation to be in for you, obviously being being bigger, and you have sort of got no choice but to ride a 450. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. just easy choice.
1: I love 250. 50. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like on Husqvarna, I always used to ask to have for practice 250. I love to ride it, but I yeah. know I'm too heavy. I need the rocket engine there to to be really uh, to yeah. be really on top in the racing, you know. But otherwise, for practicing, I love that bike. It's it's so yeah. easy to handle, and you just go wide open everywhere. <laughs> It's really nice, but but for racing, I need to go big bike.
0: Yeah, so you sort of remind me, there's a really good young Aussie rider, you'd probably know him, Regan Duffy. He also had a really bad injury and wasn't far off um, losing his life. And yeah, he's a he plans to get to Europe once he's obviously done what okay. he needs to do in Australia. But yeah, he's a big, big man and he's been riding 450s for years. When I spoke to him, he was saying, and yeah, it just, it, it sort of takes away that pressure of needing to do really, really well, really fast in Australia before going yeah. over because you got that you got that flexibility and time on your side so yeah it's a good it's yes, a good problem sure. to have yeah for sure for sure yeah and i wanted to quickly get your insights into the the nations your experiences there and just how 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 different it is from a gp and and how how amazing the atmosphere is from your perspective i mean mxgp
1: is just it's just like uh it's kind of reminds me of like uh massive festival you know is like for everybody everybody is so excited for it you know like it's uh, there is everybody just going partying and everything i'm talking from perspective of uh, of uh, of just a spectator you know and for rider also it's it's normally always the the last race of the season so it's about the last push and then taking it easy you know like last year with team lufania we we didn't had much luck on it, but still we had a nice experience. Nations is always a nice experience to to race for your country. It's something I always be proud of to race it and have a chance to do that. And uh, of course, like last year, I, I had a bad luck in qualifying race. I in first lap I was passing quite a lot of riders, and then I jumped loroco's leap. And I a bit cased it, so I broke complete my front wheel. So I had to pit stop to change the wheel, and I was the lap down. So my result was not 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 really good. So it was not enough to qualify and also be final. We had uh, quite a bad luck, but it is like it is. Anyways, but Nations is always a nice race. I'm I'm always. Happy to to see that race so performs so well and so many spectators. Everybody cheers for their own country is uh, something is really nice to go to go and watch it, not only race it. I always I always dream myself to going to nations, not to race it, but go as a spectator. You know, because the motocross community they're like, to be honest, quite friendly. If you compare with uh, with let's see football or something. It's it's quite a friendly community, and you. I just always wanted to go and and watch what's going on. You know, like it's it's really nice. But I always be fan of of nations.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. The the motocross. Obviously, everyone has a mutual respect for each other because it's not um, it's it's not the it's not not many, not it's not hugely popular. And also, the, if you're doing it, you sort of it's very dangerous. Obviously, so you sort of have that initial yes. respect already. So. I also wanted to get yes. your thoughts on. You're going to be doing some cool gear and maybe get back into the vlogs this year. Obviously, probably not with Calvin so much now, but it's pretty cool to see that. To see those, mate, you're going to sort of do keep that up to a degree and drop some pretty cool gear for us.
1: Uh, yeah, the gears,
0: gears. Yes, I'm. I'm
1: designing quite, uh, quite many gears. Let's see how uh, how it will go. But uh, also, we are uh, planning with KW maybe release one or two gears for sale also. And uh, with vlog life, I love it to do it, but it always costs some money, you know, to, to do it for your cameraman and everything. But in the last days, I'm always thinking how to make this possible. It would be nice to really make some, drop some vlogs to, to uh, wake up that uh, that old our channel from last year between the models. It would be nice. So let's see if uh, if I will manage to pull something off or not. But uh it's exciting, you know. Like I, I like this kind of stuff, like vlogs and also like making some cool gears, designing myself, and everything. It's something I'm proud of that I'm able to do it, and I have some skills. This is my like an- another hobby of me. I so it's it's really cool. I I like this.
0: Yeah, it's cool, mate. My wife, she's a fashion designer, so she uh she she likes that kind of stuff too. That the stuff you're doing, yeah. so. Bring bringing something a bit different and like it's clean, mate. So it's uh, definitely something different. So I reckon you should definitely try and uh, start selling it, and and maybe even get some more riders in it one day. It'd be pretty nice. I I,
1: I really I really hope. I I always have my vision, and many times I like to get others people opinion because sometimes I'm like I don't trust my skills, you know, a little bit like in designing and everything. And sometimes I have those weird visions which I make. And then others say like, nah, it's 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 not so good. But then I'm like thinking, I know how it's gonna look in real, and it for sure it's gonna look like nice, you know. But but sometimes like the others think it's it's not gonna be so nice. But then I'm like, for sure, you guys don't understand how it has to look, you know. It's it's fashion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Must must be something a nice little like a passion or a hobby to have away from. The seriousness and the the brutality of motocross it's sort of a nice gives you a nice balance mate
1: yeah for sure like i'm i'm really happy that i have such a such a brand as kw who who lets my hobbies to to make it alive you know to make it possible to to do them because with some other brands it's very it's very hard you know because it takes time to to proceed to build the gear but KW, they are quite uh, quite open in that, and uh, it's it's
0: something I really I really enjoy it also doing on my free time. Yeah, no, it's good to use your creativity, mate, because you obviously got a got a talent for it. So, um, yeah, I'll just to give you a couple more, and then we'll um I'll let you go. But sort of just wanted to get your take on looking back on your career so far. Could you pick out a, a couple of moments? Obviously, the the Latvia win that kind of thing. Pick out a couple of moments, sort of ones that people might know, or ones that Maybe it's particularly special to you. Uh, so
1: basically, I would say it's my three things favorite. So basically, my first ever podium on Suzuki. It was two thousand seventeen in uh, Portugal. This is uh, this is really an expected podium actually because uh, because uh, yeah, in the time practice, I wasn't like I was like not in the top 10 then out of nothing i had really bad like jam start i was bad but then i managed to cut inside so well so i made it whole shot out of nothing and then suddenly like from some just okay weekend it turned upside down you know and then uh, i win the the qualifying race and then basically in the night I had so massive pain in my knee out of nothing. I don't know, maybe stress or something, but like not possible. Then I go next morning, warm up. I have so much pain in my knee and then warm up. I just did a couple laps and I pulled out, you know, because it was just not possible, too painful. And then I was like, come on, because this has to be like that. And then suddenly before racing, it went better because we did some treatment and everything. And then on races, bam, it's gone. I was just there again, you know, like pushing. So basically, that's that's one thing, which I really, really something I, one of the top things. And then uh, basically, Latvian Moto win. Of course, it's pity, first moto I made a start crash. So I think I could have for sure got another podium on my belt, you know. But anyways, the, the Moto win is something uh, very special very special and then uh, another race was uh, again podium second i was uh two and three in the modos. so it was a bit pity to lose to jeffrey by one point the by one point to to get a win this is i'm still till now like i'm thinking <laughs> i wish i could have done a little bit better to to win the gp you know like a little bit better but it is what it is you know Strongest wins in the in the end of the day. So he was stronger than me that day. He he managed to win the GP. But still, I'm proud of what I have done because in I'm to be honest, I'm I'm the only Lufanian to to go so far in MXGP and World Championships. So this is something I feel proud. I could put uh, at least Lufania a couple times on on the podium.
0: Yeah, it's definitely must and have been good for the sport back home too.
1: Yeah it's it's crazy you know i i remember that podium in latvia kegums it's it's special you know so many fans were there it it felt really really special and i'm i i'm happy even till now i watch sometimes my stories everyone was tagging me and it i feel really proud that i managed to make so many people proud what we have you know uh, reached it it was very special, you know, like till now, and I I really wish I can still repeat that, but no no promises, no nothing. But let's see how far we can go with this.
0: Yeah, mate, we're all we're we'll all be cheering for you to 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 do as well as you can, mate. It's it's an, it's an incredible story, You also, you're real credit to yourself and your and your mental strength and sort of just fortitude to get to where you are today, mate. So I was gonna also. Uh, give you opportunity do you want to thank anyone in particular um why you've got a chance now well
1: there is too many people you know (laughs) too many like i just wanna first of all my family you know they always been there for me so this is first thank you to them and to 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 my complete family they always been there and and all all other people who's been there i i will not uh, start telling everyone's name because uh, i think we end up uh, after 2 hours mentioning everybody but i'm sure they know who they are you know and and thanks to everybody and also to to the fans i have till now you know who's supporting me and always commenting under my posts you have to raise gp or something you know we are missing you because because even many people say that they're not some some of Lithuanian people. They say, ah, it's not interesting to watch GP when you are not there, you know, anymore. So, so I'm really thankful to to everybody, but especially to my family. You know, I give this especially to my family.
0: Yeah, awesome, mate. Well said. So, yeah, that that'll probably wrap us up now for the podcast. We'll let you go, mate. But um, before before we do that, I'll just quickly read out a quick thanks to the sponsors. So, obviously, Monster Energy, Fox Racing. Arts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherby's AS3 Performance, Kawasaki, and even Strokes, obviously, yeah, very grateful for all your support and hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Between the Races podcast with Arminas Jassikonis, mate, so thank you very much for the time. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure to chat.
1: Thank you very much. Hopefully right, uh, you. hear you soon. All right, see you later.